What if they're doing crack? You go, oh, look, it's just a little crack. It's only Sunday nights, you know. I mean, at least on some occasions, a law-abiding citizen, and this is probably one of them. So uh, (laughs) no no crack for me. Um, Good to hear. And this is a message from this Catholic life. (laughs) Do we we all have to say that or is it going to look bad if we don't now say that we don't? I think it's a given, Ben. I think it's a given. Just want to make sure. Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life, conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical and joyful. Today, we're going to talk about bad habits, particularly bad habits of young people trying to go with the flow, things that they probably shouldn't have or wouldn't have considered doing by themselves, but they see lots of other people around them and they try to get in with the crowd. So I'm your host, Peter Holmes, and today I'm joined by Ben Hello. And Bethany. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show, and welcome back, I should say. Um, What is this thing about beards? I'll just sort of throw it out there. I was going to ask you the same thing, Pete, because of the three of us in the room, you're the only one with a beard. I am the only one with a beard, which is kind of fortunate because otherwise almost every other beard is more impressive than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I have Irish heritage and my beard is red when it's when it's you when see, I was younger I, and it's going yeah, white. I have Irish heritage too. I can barely grow a beard. Right. But when I do get a bit there, it has an orange tinge straight away, which yes, is uh, yeah. wonderful. It so. doesn't have the same striking effect as the thing. No. Now there there used to be a trend when I was a bit younger, there was a trend for these big lumberjack style beards, and men wore the checkered, sh- like the full checkered, you know, lumberjack mm-hmm. shirts. And they used to refer to people as lumbersexual. Like there's this kind of, this kind of sort of look they were looking for the big, the big kind of beefy men. And none of them could have wielded an axe if they had <laughs> seen it. But there was a kind of a. Uh, a look to it that they were looking for, and then it faded out after a while. But it seems to have come it's back. back. It's, it's back. back. It seems yep. to have come Timberland back. Timberland boots and all. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I was talking about. And they, they look, they're almost looking the part rather than actually being anywhere near an axe or any kind of woodland. Because or outside, mind general. you, yeah. half, half these shirts that people are wearing, no lumberjack is going to be seen dead in that. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he would start questioning his own um, masculinity if he was sitting dead in some of this stuff. But what I notice is that, in, especially in young. Catholics who were quite serious about the faith, there'd be a whole group of them who'd be clean shaven and thing. And then I come back after COVID uh, and see them, and there's suddenly all these big black bushy beards, <laughs> and it's almost and they're groomed really well. Again, not not real lumberjacks, but they're groomed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they just had a lot of time on their hands. You know, <laughs> you know, there wasn't a whole lot else to do during COVID mm-hmm. but uh, watch your beard grow and Netflix. Yeah, I guess because it does take more time to keep a beard than it does to shave. And I think as well for a lot of uh, young people during that time, if. I may or may not be speaking to personal experience, <laughs> but it takes a while to get any real uh, semblance of a beard. Uh, yeah, I guess, so I guess the advantage coronavirus then, is the perfect opportunity for that. That's right. Yeah. The advantage is you've got the time and you can look at it and go, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do that, but none of them did. Yeah, that, that's the point. That's the point. Some of them should have. Um, and I guess the question, lucky we've got Bethany here, but it, I'm, I don't see it as being an attractive thing. Now, Maybe I'm bit revealing a bit too much here, but at one stage, that I mean, not, I, that you're not attracted to men with I beards. I'm not attracted to men well, with okay, beards. Bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> There's the intro. Jeez. But I have to say that when I first grew the beard, I wasn't married. 
and it was a case of I had I was first placed as part of my um, I was doing theology to do to be a Lutheran minister, and they placed us in a school setting, and I had to do some RE classes in a school, mm-hmm. and I was only twenty four at the time, so I looked like one of the senior <laughs> students. So I grew the beard to kind of establish, you know, my, my age, my yes. authority kind of thing. I am not say, one of you. I am not one of you. <laughs> Mind you, some of the year 12s could have could have outdone me quite easily. I, was gonna say, I had a few friends in year 12 who, who could outdo you now. Like, they, <laughs> they probably like, do, yeah. to be But I grew it then. And then in my uh, time of doing Greek, and it was such an intense experience that I didn't have time to shave and it grew a bit longer. My father had a great big beard and he rode a motorcycle and he he looked the, the part, even though he's quite gentleman. And I've always been scared of growing anything longer than what I have because I, I look For in the mirror. Of also looking like a bikey or? <laughs> well, I yeah. look in the mirror and I see my father and go, ah! Right. <laughs> so I, I prefer to keep it trimmed. When As soon as I got married, I shaved it off and um and kept it that way for a while and then my wife told me she preferred me with the beard now i'm not sure how to take that beth how do you feel about beards look i hate to be a fence sitter you know i'm no fence sitter but i'm going to on this one <laughs> it's so uh, it's something that i think have we finally found an issue that beth doesn't have an opinion on <laughs> Weirdly could enough. it be true <laughs> it can be true um no i think look on the right person oof nice well okay. done yeah well maintained the right outfit. Look, I'm, I'm going to say it straight out. I'm glad that the cult of R.M. Williams is over. Oh, okay. I'm glad that the yep. clean shaven. She says that like she doesn't st- wear um, <laughs> R.M. Williams Yeah, but I've had my boots and... for like seven, eight oh, years. Course, I'm one course, of the OGs. Sure, sure, sure. I bought them because sure, they're legitimate, yeah. not because they're a, you know, liberal party, 25-year-old boy <laughs> trend or something like Ooh, that. Oh, and now, <laughs> we're, now we're getting <laughs> into the personals. Go on. Um, I mean, that was a very kind of like clean shaven, structured look. And right. I'm glad that's over. I think it's a... Uh, I don't know. I can respect a man with a bit of a beard. Is it Not over or has it just hard. moved into a different phase? Because it seems as if this is a marker of a particular group. Like you mentioned a group of young men there, and I could perhaps even make that slightly more broad, <laughs> but young men who are going to church and trying to look like literary figures. We'll yes. get into some other facts. They seem to sort of, it's almost like a fetish. Yeah, they think they're Chesterton. Right. Or, okay. <laughs> or Tolkien or one of the, the early or, 20th century. Like you can't just, you can't underestimate the fact that for a guy who suddenly can grow a beard and he wants to show it off. Like there, there's an element of that I'm too. I'm sure it's, it's the it's, best feeling in the world. You're like, I'll let you know it. if it ever happens to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Ben? The, honestly, honestly, the reason I have a beard is that my face is angular and I cut <laughs> myself shaving <laughs> and, and I'm always in a rush. So I cut myself shaving and this exact line is where I cut myself. (laughs) Everyone else can keep it covered. (laughs) See, I come from a family of, um, on both sides, mum and dad's side, of bald men. Um, They could all grow beards, but they're all wet. I think there's a, there's a photo of my pop when he's 14, 15, it's already thinning. Right. Um, Whereas (laughs) I'm lucky enough to have quite thick hair on my head. Get very little on right. my face, and that's a trade-off I'm willing to make. Uh, that's, you know. <laughs> now, my both of my grandfathers died with a full head of hair at in their 80s, mm. and my father died in his 70s with a full head of hair. I don't think I'm in danger there, but no, um, yeah, apparently you've got the good genes here. <laughs> well, there's other things, of course, in, in any family. But let's come back to the beards. the The beards thing. I'm I'm more worried about the fact that people feel obliged if you're in a certain group of people. Like, this whole going with the herd thing. 
Right. Ear pressure seems to drive us to things that aren't suitable. And there's some young men who should have had that COVID look in the mirror and said, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I've never felt compelled to grow one. Oh, so good. Oh. I can't say I really <laughs> I've actually thought maybe you should. For, for, <laughs> I, for one, am very grateful for that. <laughs> I'll ignore you said that. <laughs> oh, Ben, don't you think that would just be another way in which Bethany showed you up? <laughs> Another oh, way. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't aware there was a first one. Uh, <laughs> that was me deliberately stoking the fires. Um, perhaps we should that one move. will continue afterwards. So there'll be an mm. argument about that over lunch. Perhaps we should continue to perhaps another. I mean, actually, before we move on, the beard thing, I offered to shave um, after my little stint with Greek um, because I thought it would be horrible to be married to someone with a beard, as in I was... Feeling my own face and going, Ugh, I wouldn't want to be near this. And, you know, I was trying to be kind to my wife and say, hey, you know, I should shave off. And she absolutely has forbidden me to shave. She said, no, I don't like looking at you without That's exactly <laughs> right. That's, and that's how I took it the first few times. I thought, what is wrong with your face? It's like, it's like when you see someone plastered with, you know, like a, a shield of makeup. You go, what are they hiding? <laughs> with a, a person with a beard that covers their entire face, you go, What's really What's going, going on, on here? In there? Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I uh, read a, an article from the Catholic Weekly. It's probably about five or six years old now. I think my father, John Corrigan, <laughs> it's a cheeky little piece. Uh, he was teaching at a school and uh, a student came up to him at the end and he was, he was wrapping his beard. He was very proud of it. And she just goes, Father, how do you ever think you're going to get a girlfriend with that on your face? <laughs> Like, hmm, maybe I should uh, teach about the priesthood a little bit more, but, you know, point taken. So, well, it's not uh, like that girl was ever going to enter the priesthood. So. No, look, but, you well, know, wisdom from the mouths of babes, you can, uh, it might was, be something to go by. In most of the ancient literature, beards are a sign of this this sort of virile masculinity. And, and usually, this is why I had a bit of a joke about the movie 300. Because of the um, the three hundred is almost completely hairless muscles and everything, yeah. but actually, when you read the literature on the Spartans, they were like hairy from head to toe and big beards, and it was. You can't sign. see all the abs with all the hair, though. That's exactly. You need the abs. <laughs> and in the scriptures, That's they why talk I about <laughs> when they talk about blessedness in the scriptures, they talk about oil running down the beard of Aaron mm. as this sign of blessedness, which isn't the best modern image. <laughs> Although this and this gets me to the really weird stuff. People like when I have I have a friend who sends me these these joke memes about guys' beards. You know, mm. my eyes are up here, miss, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when after I looked at a few of these, Facebook started spitting up like beard yep. trimming products and things, right? <laughs> and one of the products was this like scented oil beard with oil. which you mm -hmm. put in your beard. Like, what? are you talking about? You're trying to look like you're macho and you're perfuming up? <laughs> Goodness me. Anyway. Well, they want to look like they're macho. <laughs> not smell like it. Nobody likes that. It's, it's all for the photo. You can, you know. oh, oh, dear. All right. Well, something, talking about smelling, uh, one of the bad habits I got into under peer pressure when I was in seminary was, and this was when I was single, we started smoking a pipe. Like it was a, it was a mm -hmm. fetishized thing that we looked at people like, um, you know, the, uh, literary Were you smoking figures. the pipe or did you just like holding it in your mouth and sort of like, mm, no, yes, well. We, mm. I could go into a long story about importing, um, you know, 
proper top-end tobacco oh. um, in Adelaide, and we had to get it from overseas. And we were we were sitting on balconies. This is illegal, but we're sitting on balconies <laughs> with our legs hanging over the edge of the third floor yeah. balcony, <laughs> puffing because there's smoke detectors in our room. Yeah. So we're <laughs> sitting out on the balconies, puffing pipes. Um, and look, the sensation of it wasn't bad. The trouble was is that you you it's not something you can just walk away from. All the, if you're a smoker and you believe you can take a mint or mm. it doesn't work, mm. okay, trust everyone else, it doesn't work. <laughs> and um, one of the things is one of our friends had to get uh, a growth remove because he had cancer of the mouth. Um, not Clearly not in the short term. He'd been smoking for some time, but mm. that's put the scare through us all and we stopped. And that's my point. There are some habits which might look good. There's some, you know, but smoking's well, not. Well, yeah, that's it. The, the beard's not going to lead to any you would think serious illnesses or anything, but provided you've got your hygiene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, right. there's where the oils come in, you know, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, something like smoking, um, and, and some other similar peer pressure habits right. that particularly, I mean, you, you'd know this obviously to your area, but, uh, young men fall into, yes. uh, can be yeah. quite but, harmful. But smoking is one of those things that, I mean, we did it because of the look of it, I think, at first. Well, if you're going with a pipe and not a cigarette, you're there for the look. Yeah. Yeah. But that when you actually, unless you're buying the really top-end sort of stuff that's made for taste, you're doing it just for the sake of it. And mm. then the addiction, I mean, the whole idea of it, the addiction, the, the actual, all of the health risks involved, it's just nonsensical uh, to continue for very long at all. And I... I mean, these days, in those days, we didn't have the advertising we do on cigarette packets these days. And then as we got older, there was all these horrendous images on cigarette packets. Why would anyone smoke these days? Maybe I'm being a bit controversial now, but... No, I I think it's fair. I have no issues with an occasional social smoke. (gasps) I know. Um, (laughs) See? um, What's a social smoke? Now, there's something where I... You know, like once a week, maybe, like on a Saturday night. Yeah, but what does it mean to be a social Um, smoke? You mean because other people are smoking, you have a smoke with them? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't think there's. I mean, maybe it comes with a kind of culture. What if they're doing crack? Like, peer pressure was a sorry? thing. What if they're doing crack? You go, oh, look, it's just a little crack. It's only you know, Sunday nights, you know. Look, I mean, it's at least a bit of fun. on some occasions, a law-abiding citizen, and this is probably one of them. <laughs> so, uh, no, no crack for me. Um, Good to hear. And this is a message from this Catholic life. <laughs> and do, we, do we all have to say that, or is it really bad if we don't I now say that given, we don't? Ben. I okay, think it's good. a given. Just want to make sure because if my mum no... listens to this and I don't definitively deny it, so right. So my, my point is, though, is that if we know it's a bad habit and it's harmful and there's very – I'm trying to struggling to think of any good benefit of smoking hmm. apart from the fact that other people do it and hmm. perhaps there's a social connection if we do it, then isn't that one of those things your mum said to you? If everyone else jumped off a cliff, would you do it? I don't know. I think people are willing to put like small health risks. And I say small if you're a social smoker and not right. like a, a daily smoker. Uh, health risks for the sake of enjoyment or mateship or... But even yeah. to be a, a social smoker, I would think you'd have to overcome that initial... Uh, you know, like I remember I tried a cigarette and hated it immediately yeah. and there's coughing and everything mm. going on and just never wanted to do it again. To become a social smoker, sure. do you not have to still smoke enough that you overcome that particular hurdle? 
Oh, maybe. Or are you I mean, there every just, Saturday night going, this is fine. Maybe you're just really bad at it. <laughs> <Yes>. I, <don't laughs> know. I think the whole kind of, there's a kind of like cult of, I've been using the word cult a lot, I realise, mm. but there is a kind of cult of hand-rolled cigarettes, right. at least among like young Catholics at the moment. And I think that's become the kind of, there's a skill to smoking. Mm. It's something you do. It's, it's kind of a, a, it's a thing you cultivate. Though, it? It's a fetish. Look, maybe they're LARPing. I don't know. Um, it's, it's less about the smoking and more about the art of it or, yep. you know, creating this culture of books and wine and whiskey and smokes. Right. And yeah. <clears throat> it's just part and parcel with the look. Probably arguing against myself here, but the, having a drink is an, is an instance where you would tolerate a small amount of something that's damaging to yes. you. Because alcohol, if you have a lot of it, or if you drink every day, uh, becomes a problem, but mm. if you have one one occasionally, it's just a harmless and actually a very um, party enhancing thing to do. Mm. But um, I'm just I'm still struggling with the smoking thing. When I was smoking a pipe and I got married, my friends got together for a big occasion. We'd graduated in our first degree, and we had a smoke. And my wife said, "I have no objection to you smoking. You're just not coming in the house until I can't <laughs> smell it anymore." Oh, yeah. Which meant that I actually had to sleep over with a friend <laughs> whenever. So it was completely fine with it, but I just wasn't allowed in the house. And so, and it made me realize how, how long it lingers and how much effect it has on those people around me. Whereas a quiet drink, provided it's a quiet drink, doesn't affect people. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, well, like it's, it's far easier to get, I, I mean, I could be wrong here, but it's far easier to get addicted to the nicotine in a cigarette than it is to alcohol. Mm. Um, so you can... You can just have one or two drinks yeah. on a Saturday afternoon and not be a problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously there are some severe alcoholics who would disagree with that, but generally speaking, it's it's far easier it's with possible. a cigarette. It's yes. possible to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm addicted to caffeine. Uh, as my friends who smoke point out to me, you've got an addiction. I say, <laughs> yes, but I don't throw it in your face. Um. <laughs> Unless he's really angry and then yeah. he just launches it at you and it's... <laughs> yeah, I... I, I'm not sure that people who smoke are aware of the impact they have on other people around them. So anyway, anyway, leaving that aside, what about other other habits that people get into just because other people are doing it? So uh, there's ways people dress. We've talked about that. Um, habits. Um, my kids use words constantly that everyone else around them is using. <laughs> uh, my daughter insists on calling me bro. And I'm not... That's right. I've insisted on calling everyone sis. She calls so... me sis. <laughs> so, and at first I thought, oh, she's just doing it to get a rise out of me because that's exactly who Beth is. <laughs> <laughs> but then I noticed she's doing it to everyone. No, so everyone. Beth is just yeah. a fiend for calling people sis. Mm-hmm. Right. Just over, no matter what the topic of conversation is or level of seriousness. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes sis. I address important work emails with that as well. Like, sis, dear right. sis. I hope this email finds you well, and so on. Right. I'm hoping you go back and correct that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, well, it's an addiction. <laughs> what about some other terms of dress? Because I mean, the whole bro thing with my daughter is a she just can't stop it. But there's other there's other um, kinds of things that she's saying constantly, and I, I'm trying to figure out if that's just her or the bunch of people she's hanging with, or it's I, more general. I go through thing. phases of where there's a particular word or something that I'll say a lot and then I realise it's because I've been binge watching a TV show or something and there's a character there that does it. So it's not necessarily other people are doing it. It's I've just watched The Office a lot in the last few days and (laughs) now I'm quoting people from that. Example, one example I said is people used to say YOLO all the time. 
Mm. YOLO. Yeah, I went through that. Okay. So that was what? No. Yeah, and usually in the wrong context, as in you only live once, is what YOLO stands for. <laughs> but usually they'd say it in the sense of doing something frivolous and dangerous. Repetitive. And you go, surely yeah, the it, phrase "you only live once" should make you actually protect that. <laughs> no, so I was yeah, I was around that sort of sixteen, seventeen, eighteen when that right. was a thing. So right. I was that was key for my age group. Right. Um, and yeah, we completely missed the point of that. We would say YOLO and then go do something that might kill us. Um, and that was, that was sort of what it was. So it's like, well, you only live once, so you may as well have fun. Yep. Um, but there's a band called the Lonely Island with, um, at a Andy Sandberg, um, who made a song called YOLO. Oh, really? Which is, it's, they're a parody group and I would stress caution because they, like their language. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, but they made a song called YOLO, which is clean and, it, and it's sort of, it flips it. It sort of makes fun of them and it's right. all the ways you should protect yourself. Um, Fair so. enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've covered a few bad habits, but the um, the ones that, uh, I mean, the, the the speech ones are just annoying. I just, <laughs> and that's just someone Is that a generational thing as well? No, thing? I think it's because I study language and uh, I really care oh, about the language and my I taught my daughter French and then she deliberately says, um, like she deliberately, she's got such a beautiful accent and then she says, c'est moi, <laughs> <laughs> just to annoy me. C'est moi. <clears throat> anyway, and, and yet. And, and she, does she know how to say bro in French? Oh, so she's just come yeah. to you like, frat. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does an amazing accent, but that's usually it's off movies. She'll launch into a rant from a movie and I'll go, well, that sounds really amusing, mm. but I have no idea where it's <laughs> coming from. There's something to do with a cantaloupe at the moment. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some, Why? Yes. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> we probably should move on to other things. The other one is it's all good. People say it's all good. No, it isn't. Clearly, <laughs> there has to be at least some bad. Otherwise, you don't have the definition of good. I hate it as a saying. Well, that's like no worries because there's almost definitely worries when mm. you say no worries. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. not at all. It's reassuring. Uh, in a work setting, someone's like, oh, can you do this for me? Like, yeah, no worries. But on the inside, you're going, more work. Yeah. <laughs> in the city, you don't get worries. as many of the slang words. But the, the in the country, they tended to even take that another step. So poor Foreigners are confused when someone turns no worries into no wackers. True. And then, and then someone says no wackers. I don't blink. What's a wacker? Yeah. <laughs> is that one of your strange Australian animals that Isn't bites that you in the night? Man on his, on his running. Yeah. But I was trying to teach my kids rhyming slang. Ah, oh, they are like cockney. The Aussie, yep. But it's there's some Aussie rhyming slang which is not cockney. Oh, okay. You've not heard of this, really? Like this unless. This will be one of those cases where I say no, and then you'll start saying words. I go, yeah, I know that. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, Joe Blake, yeah. uh, Joe Blake is a snake. Nope. If you go to have a Captain Cook, you're having a look. The Captain Cook, no. I know. Yeah. yeah. No. Didn't know about your uh, mate is your china plate. No. I want to hit the frog and toad is oh the road. Oh my gosh! No. Yeah. Hit the frog and toad. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I've heard the cheese and kisses as your misses. No. no. The only ones I ever grew up with don't rhyme, like flat out like a lizard drinking uh, or knee high to a no, Is that just an Adelaide thing? Or? No, no, no. I knew, I knew those. <laughs> and the other one is that, and these are the quite ugly ones, they used to call the sauce the dead horse. Oh, I did know horse. that one, yeah. And when these things are just standard for Australian sort of countryside, but my kids are listening to them going, <laughs> what? To pass the dead, dead horse. horse. And they go, how gross. And you don't even think about it. But, but it is a weird thing to, like, if you're at the dinner table, like you could be asking for the meat, 
you think? Mm. Depending I on, don't know what you're having at yeah. well, dinner ask, table. I'm not the one asking for the dead horse at the dinner table. <laughs> All right, this is an Ikea. Come on. Oh, dear. I'm not sure if this podcast has stayed on track. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We probably should wrap it up before we get into two weird sayings. <laughs> Um, We're going to leave it on dead horse. A dead horse. <laughs> just them. Producer Mike, just cut it right there. Pass the dead horse. Thanks for listening. Yes. I've still come back to the time our Prime Minister mixed up two metaphors and said fair, um, what does he say? Fair, fair sh- sucker fair the sauce bottle. The sauce. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I think he said, you know, pass the sauce and, and, and what was the other one? Sucker the sauce. He meant sav. to say a, a fair, it was, he was trying to say a fair go. He said fair yeah. shake of the sauce bottle. But that bottle. comes that from was... the, the, the saying fair yeah. suck of the sav, meaning yep. that you'd have one savlo between the family and you each get a bit of it. Uh- so it was it was a metaphor. Do you know that? No. Is that yeah. <laughs> and our Canadian producer is sitting here very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Aussies, yeah, we're so classy. Absolutely classy. That's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's discussion got you thinking or arguing with your podcast device. If you can think of any other bad habits we should have mentioned, or if you think that we're just barking up the wrong tree with the smoking thing, or if you can think of a good reason for smoking, because I can't, you can um, – It's pretty speed. cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it makes you look real cool. It does. Yeah. It? yeah. I thought that in high school too. So I got caught by the teacher <laughs> and he made me smoke one in front of him. <laughs> that Is that, that's a weird fetish? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You can continue the conversation by joining our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook or Discord chats and you can find all the links to our show notes. Please write us a review. Remember, this is a uniquely Australian Catholic podcast and we think that's a good idea. So tell your friends. We'll be back next week, but that's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life. And please pass the dead horse. (laughs) 